0: Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television show. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill Lempy, and my buddy Sharpie. Sponsors for this season of Fargo Talks Fargo are Tag, celebrating Fargo and the Midwest community through t-shirts, art, and graphics. For more information, visit tagfargo.com. And Fargo Brewing Company's wood chipper, India Pale Ale, with its bold hop flavor and velvety body. Grab a pint or visit them online at fargobrewing.com. Good evening, Sharpie. Here we are. We just finished episode eight, The Heap. The How are heap.
1: you? Yes, uh, we're getting towards the end. I'm kind of getting a I'm, little bit excited and a little bit sad at the same time.
0: I know, I feel you.
1: Bittersweet.
0: Yeah, it's, it's heavy. Heavy enough that I have poured myself a glass of Jameson.
1: It's <laughs> oh, a big mm, glass, dude. It is. It's delicious. <laughs> Dang, I, even... I should have had that. Well, you still could.
0: We could we could make it. Hold on one second. Stop, and we could do a time jump if we need to. Noah Holly doesn't have a. (sighs) (laughs) Was that you doing a fake thing where you like like dart out of the screen and come back? It was like watching the trees go by. It
1: wasn't fake. I really went and got a glass of Jameson. Yeah, yeah. You don't understand the power of audio, Bill. It's amazing.
0: I don't know where to start Um, other than to say spoilers in this one. If you are not caught up, definitely most deaf do not listen to this.
1: Well, that's correct. Um, As most of you might know, uh, if you're listening to this, you're listening to The Hot Dish, which is our quick recap of tonight's episode of Fargo. Uh, It's not going to be a full in-depth recap. It's just going to be The Hot Dish. Quick thoughts. Uh, First of all, Lester. These are our
0: holy shit moments, yeah,
1: Lester is just a pimp. he is just a confident confident man right now
0: you can you hook up with one widow <laughs> <laughs> and it turns you into king shit
1: yep so so do you suppose uh his brother well, we can get to that later um-hmm um, mm-hmm so Lester's Lester's got the confidence um. Gus Grimley uh, hits Molly it will, with a loaded gun for the second time. Ew. ooh! Well, I was gonna
0: <laughs> say you—you, you, I, I was gonna say Lester not only has confidence, but he has a new washing machine.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's no just, more
0: dirty laundry for Lester.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: Or at least so he thinks.
1: He's cleaning out his closet.
0: There's a lot of little things we lead up in the beginning here, just little tidbits we get until we hit this like major shift in the show, and I, I, f- I feel like they were all very important parts to let us know before mm-hmm. that the 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 event happens, this time shift. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I have these, I have this almost inability since I just watched it to like remember a ton <laughs> about what happened before the time jump.
1: I know we're <laughs> you like, know what I mean
0: like. Like, I know we got to check in with Lester. Gina's pissed. Bo Monk's in the background. <laughs> Thanks again <laughs> to Tom Musgrave for uh, having a chat with us last week. That was super fun. Um, and we edited that into a whole special episode of Fargo Talks Fargo. I love and- that
1: he's just in the background, just like cowering. And he was, <laughs> and he had no lines in the episode whatsoever. And he's barely in the shot. I just love that he was there specifically for like, a yeah. blurry, like out of focus shot of him, kind of like weaseling around in the background.
0: <laughs> he's like, "Oh shit, he's gonna go hide in the bathroom any minute." That's totally Bo Monk.
1: But we did get to see Gina again for maybe thank, our last time. Thank God. <laughs>
0: Not thank God we got to see her for the last time. It's it's always nice to see Kate Walsh. Yeah,
1: right. Um, could have gone without. Her we two get to sons.
0: see. No, well, yeah, but if we didn't have uh, if we didn't have the the brothers Hess there, how else would we have seen Lester get all that's badass true. with a stapler? I
1: guess it was worth it for that reason. Yeah, and everybody wanted to staple those kids' faces. Yeah, the brothers Hess.
0: So we might as well just tell people right now, Stapler, we have a deal going on. This is the smallest part of our show that's going to be an ad. We have great sponsors in Fargo Brewing Company and Tag. Here in town, and if you want to know more about that, go to FargoTalksFargo.com. But Fargo Brewing, every week during the hot dish, we release uh, a special code word. We'll mention it again tomorrow night in the full recap. But if you are in Fargo or in our local area, go to the tap room. Mm -hmm. Fargo Brewing's tap room. Go to FargoBrewing.com to find their place. And if you go into the tap room and you say, stapler, when you order a pint of beer, or as we have also found out via Twitter today, get a dollar off a growler, too. That's right. Just say stapler. You just do it say, during say, happy hour, just though. Say stapler. You do it during happy hour. Your beer is now a dollar off, plus the dollar off for saying stapler. So that's two dollars off. Holy smoke! So there's the ad done. Let's that's move on.
1: Pro- that's practically free.
0: Yeah, darn right.
1: Stapler. You're darn tootin'. You're darn you tooting, Sharpie. For Pete's sake, say stapler. Oh, for
0: Pete's sake. For Pete's sake. If you just say stapler, you want me to? I'll do a car count anyway.
1: Stapler. Stapler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this show has really like set a new tone for us.
1: Now, is that a swing line or uh, what you got there?
0: It definitely was not from Storage Room B. So we have a time shift. I, how, okay. So Gus is in the car setting up a hot date for some lumberjacking, log jamming. Wait, yeah, no, but- that's from.
1: That was that's later a, on in the evening. That's a
0: completely different thing and a completely different movie. But seems like it could be headed that way. <laughs> uh, I have to admit that that creepy pan, hats off to whoever directed that episode. Uh, that pan, I just kept thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my mm-hmm. God. We're just, oh, Lauren's going to be like in the bushes. Yep, with a sniper know, rifle. one-man wolf pack. And,
1: 1.2 miles away.
0: Yeah, and is going to just, here's the end of Gus Grimley. But nope, it was just one hell of an MF transition <laughs> to one year yeah, like, later.
1: Hold. Hold. for it. Steady. Hold. Yes. One year and later. Brill-
0: and the music, the score, and just, God, they knock this shit out of the park sometimes. These guys do.
1: The score is unreal. Oh,
0: God, that's some good whiskey. Oh wait! Can I backtrack one second? Mm. Fantastic work, um, as well by um, what's his name, uh, Russell Russell Harvard, who plays wrench. Yep, fantastic! Love that! Love that scene uh, where he throws him the key and basically offers him a job. Which, by the way, I think he takes in the future. We'll come to that tomorrow night on the recap. Okay.
1: Yeah, I have some thoughts on that as well.
0: We could talk about that. But here uh, we are. We're in the future. Lester is salesman of the year. A lot's happened he's, in one he's year. He's already remarried. Yeah. What he's, a
1: dick move. He's remarried. Uh, Gus and Molly are married and pregnant. Uh, he's a mailman. His dream job. You know, let's not forget, a lot of, a lot, a lot of things have happened for the Grimley household in one year. And then Lester, salesman of the year, remarried. He's got nice suits
0: on, glasses. He even he even has a better haircut. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah, he, has, he does have a better haircut. Everybody just, has a better Lester, haircut. Lester
0: is just a sexy motherfucker.
1: This was the episode of haircuts because Molly had a haircut. Uh, I don't know about Gus. We'll just assume he did. Um, Lester had a haircut. Lauren had a haircut. Gus's daughter got a haircut. I think Bill Oswalt got a haircut. We'll just roll with it. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Lou got a haircut.
0: So it's the haircut episode. No, it's not the haircut episode.
1: Well. I just think there was a lot of stuff
0: that happened It is a
1: haircut episode because the last episode was who...
0: Shaves the barber. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible pun. I'm just. I'm glad it was a time shift because I think it'll pay dividends more than having killed Gus or Molly at episode eight would really do. Anyone can kill somebody. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not this saying it's show an easy going to your choice. head a little bit. No, I'm just saying it's 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 an easy. Ch- it's not an easy choice, but it's a thing you can do and then deal with. Whereas but, now, but what if? Well we've they're we've been going through right. we've been going through a long, long series of very anti hero stuff going on here. And the nice people, nothing's paid off for them. You know what I mean? Like nothing has ever paid off well for Molly. So up, up until time jump. So let's let's just say before the huge time shift. Okay. Nothing's paid off for Molly ever yet. She, I mean what's so I mean the closest thing before the time shift is she's got a boyfriend who sends her flowers <laughs> for a jacked up spleen. Um Gus, nope. I mean, even Bill Oswalt, which, by the way, Bob Odenkirk. Every episode gets better for me.
1: Yeah, he does. He could get easily, better and better. he
0: could easily have made this character just look like a, like a total shithead, or or something like really simple, where it's just comedic relief or idiot, you know, just that kind of thing. And you, you kind of care for him a little bit, don't you? You, I mean, he's making he's making poor choices, but especially in this episode where you just see like a ton of emotion and the kind of guy he is. And I mean, it makes me think about he wants all the best things, and maybe that. And he obviously likes Lester. If we go back to previous episode seven, and how bad he wanted to just not believe that Lester was that terrible person to murder his wife.
1: Yeah. I feel like with Bill Oswald his job is just another job. He he's not like super passionate about it. He does want to be the chief and then that's just like a check off the list. He's working his yeah, way yeah. up, but he's not passionate about being a police officer. He just wants to, you know, put in his 8 hours and after that not think about it anymore. He's it's not like a passion for him. Mhm.
0: You wonder too, if even even on that same lines, if some of his character, you know, if you were doing your own like deep thinking about playing that character, did he even want Vern's job? I mean, he took it and rode with it, you know, because everybody gets king of the hill every once in a while, you know, king of the heap, I guess, right? Um, but did he really want it? Was he really? Like if Vern was alive, would he have been pecking for that job very hard or would he just be happy to be the guy who helps organize get-togethers at lose later with machine gun cakes?
1: No, I think he definitely still wants to work his way up. I just don't think there's a passion behind the work itself. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's like a Midwestern thing. You kind of just keep putting in your time, paying your dues, work your way up, and you yeah. just keep climbing that ladder and you go home at 5 o'clock if no one is murdered in Bemidji. (laughs) Even so, (laughs) you
0: might not go to sleep. I have to admit, the heat of 22 murders would bring down a lot of news media on Fargo, and I have a hard time thinking about that disappearing in a year without a single person to be blamed or caught. You know? Like, think about the the D.C. sniper case. Like, Mm -hmm. how long that just, like, rained terror on people. Granted, it wasn't one single incident Nobody's gonna cry a river when the crime syndicate leaves Fargo, you know. Mm-hmm. But somebody, somebody that was a that was a pretty heavy count when I heard that. And Key and Peel got locked in the Pepper and Budge, right? That's their yeah. name. Yep. Pepper and Budge got locked in the basement. Speaking of storage room B, right? <laughs> they're down there <laughs> yeah. with no stapler.
1: <laughs> they took it away from them. Staplers and I, all. I
0: think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna have a very important role. You They've think been so? stew, they're stewing in the basement, big time. There's, and, uh, well, they've
1: been stewing for a year. That's a ripe yeah. stew.
0: And Lester, who is just floating on a cloud, who's a like a total dirt bag now. Like, yeah, not just he went from like like I don't know what comes before dirt bag, but he was that douche canoe. Is that the word we used sometimes? Douche canoe. And man, that the uncomfortableness of when he like yeah, catches that glimpse of Malvo.
1: Well, I love his speech for getting salesman of the year, and he ends it with, you got to have insurance, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, a little bit ironic because I don't think Lester has insurance. He's been riding high with his confidence on cloud nine, getting away with murder, getting away with anything he wants. But is he insured? I don't think so. He's not Lauren Malvo. This isn't his game. He's playing a game that he is still a rookie in, and I think it's going to come back to haunt him. Yeah, absolutely. So there we go. I
0: just, so what, do you, do you have any quick theories on what you think uh, Lauren's up to?
1: Um, I don't know. I
0: have this, I don't know. I just, I feel like he looks so much more refined. Maybe he's just playing a role for somebody he needs to murder. Or maybe he created a hole in a world where he could step up and be the boss.
1: Well, he is the king. He's sitting in that throne there towards the end. No,
0: not Lester. I'm talking about Lorne.
1: Uh, oh, Lorne, oh, you said.
0: Oh, yeah, that. Lester is. Lester is in, I saw a little bit of the scene, and over his one shoulder, did you notice uh, over what would be his left shoulder, our right side, there's like a chess piece over there, like the shape of a chess piece, I think. We'll have to go back and look for tomorrow night. Yeah. I just, it may not mean anything. He's most
1: certainly sitting in a throne, though.
0: Oh, Absolutely. And here, here's, okay, I'll say one thing about that. And this is why I think, uh, I don't know if we'll see Stavros Milos again.
1: We don't know, yeah. I that don't might...
0: know. I feel like he's suffered his losses, and and, and, and you know, if you think about all this biblical stuff, and I, I sent you an article to read, and it was, it was pretty good, and if you think about the Bible and all this stuff going on, is that there's, you know, bad things happen to good people, Good things happen to bad people at times, and eventually some people seem to get their right, you know, what they've got coming. Stavros put the money back, and he still didn't turn out well for him. But I feel like we may have... If he comes back, it's going to have to be somehow through linking the plagues and the the Don Chump and the crickets thing, but I'm not positive how that... I don't know how that will work, because everybody except for Stavros is dead.
1: Right. Even if that didn't uh come back, I'm fine with that. I think Me too. It's, that's what I'm saying. I
0: feel like we've wrapped that up and
1: it's wrapped up. It's tied up enough for me to move on. Even the Gina Hess thing, that's tied up. I don't yep. know if she'll yep. be back. I think you're right on. Um, I don't think it's that important for any of those characters to be back or even any part of their storyline. So no. I think it was done nicely. It didn't let me down. Um and I and that's kind of really interesting because you we were so invested in them for so long. It seemed like that now we're ready to move on. It's like a mutual breakup.
0: It it really to me if you if you think about it in terms of maybe removing Kate Walsh or Gina, sorry Gina Hess and Stavros Milos removing him, you remove two people and you act, you clear the way for two more people. In I just forgot their names, Budge and um. Pepper. Pepper. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's he's cleared away the cast and without having to necessarily destroy them as in, you're dead, shoved in an ice hole, etc.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. Could totally be wrong. But that's the fun of doing this. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we went from seeing... Oh, here's what I was going to say about that. That scene where we see Stabros... Um, sitting in his chair, one of those opening scenes, and he's got the crown on his head, and he's the king, and look what happened to him. Even yep. though he was trying to do the right thing. I mean, technically, he never... He didn't murder anyone. He just found money.
1: He wasn't even that big of an asshole.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, he, he like had the book. I mean, he and his wife split. Big deal. Money does that to a lot of couples. And he puts it back, like to, like, atone for whatever he thinks he's done wrong and he still gets, you know, because Lauren did not, <laughs> like, somehow orchestrate fish falling from the sky to kill Dimitri in the fire hydrant. And I just think it's, you're talking about he looks like he's sitting in a throne and I just, I feel like uh, Lester being the person he is is going to get knocked off that really fast.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, I don't know. What more can we say than that? tonight probably not much
1: nope let's wrap it up so
0: tomorrow morning though oh yes we're going to be recording a quick another special episode that i don't know we'll have to figure it out after we record it it could be tapped tagged in to our episode eight recap no pun intended very likely very likely it could be its own episode we are going to be recording with julianne emery who plays ida thurman She has graciously said she will come and chat with us. We're going to record that tomorrow morning. Then Mm -hmm. we're also going to do our episode 8 recap. So Keep your eyes peeled for that. Head over. Order something from TAG. Get yourself some Fargo swag. Grab a beer at Fargo Brewing. And if you're at the tap room, Stapler saves you a dollar. So until tomorrow morning, Sharpie. Stapler. We'll see you then.
1: Okay, we'll see you in the morning.